You're listening to Supervision with a Vision, where we discuss all things supervision. I'm your host, Sarah, professional counselor, marriage and family therapist, play therapist, eating disorder specialist, and cookie lover, with my co-host, Heather, marriage and family therapist, certified together in Texas counselor, a Texas transplant from California, and outdoor adventurer. Hi, welcome today to Supervision with a Vision. Today, Heather and I are talking about grief in counseling. This week, we read Counseling a Broken Heart, published in Counseling Today 2022. Heather, I feel like we already got ourselves bummed out. Even I know. Thinking about our topic, right? And getting ready for this. <laughs> but in our article this week, the first point that the article made was wondering why. And you and I are thinking about how we've been, we've felt related to counseling in our own, our grief within our own counseling, but also how our supervisees feel. Right. So have you had moments like this where you've wondered why or what happened? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's counselors deal with grief almost chronically, like not just grief, like heavy grief loss of a person dying, but that can happen too. But like we're constantly either saying goodbye or not getting the chance to say goodbye. Mm -hmm. And I think this first point is wondering why or like what happened. Right. If you have a client no show or they don't come back or they only come in for, you know, Oh, wow, man. I know, I took it to another level. This is a bummer because, I I, I mean, we were talking about actually losing a client to death, but now I am wondering all of the people who have ever just not called me back, what happened to them? (laughs) Okay. I mean, yeah, we can't think about every single thing. There's a lot of people to trace there. Yeah. But I think also that's just an example of like, the, especially for supervisees coming in, Mm -hmm. they are probably completely unaware to how much we're dealing with grief wise. Like how many times in a year we say hello to a new client and how many times in a year we say goodbye to a client. Right. And if we plan on being counselors for any length of time, that's a lot of goodbyes. Right. And they're not casual relationships. Right. When we're counseling somebody and actually working with a supervisee is also this way. Like you get to know different details about someone's life that you may not even know from your favorite person that you work with or mm-hmm. you you just get to know them on a deep level. And so it is kind of a disruption mm-hmm. of your well-being for a moment, maybe just a brief moment, but to deal mm-hmm. with that process. Mm-hmm. I think I see my or hear my supervisees dealing with that by making sure or reassuring themselves that when supervision's complete, we won't just say goodbye. Right. It right. isn't the end. They right. have a way of getting in touch with me. I welcome them getting in touch with me. Right. I think that's reassuring. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I leave that door open for clients as well mm-hmm. and tell them how they can get in touch if they would right. like to. And I've actually had that where clients, I've said goodbye for a little while and maybe five years down the road, they either seek me out or find me or maybe the little sister wants to come. You know, there is usually a connection there, but that doesn't mean necessarily that you get the same connection that you had before. True. I also, this bullet point, wondering why, makes me think that within supervision, something that a supervisor supervisor might do is help their supervisees reflect on this right. intentionally. Right. I have had supervisees that had a, I felt like, a lot of clients that didn't return. Okay. Or that may, maybe not to say they didn't return at all, but maybe they they saw them two times or Mm. three times Mm -hmm. and then they don't reschedule they don't call back right 
And I think there's a lot of value in figuring out, is there a pattern? Right. Why is this happening more often? What do you do to decrease how often that happens? Partly because we are trying to work as counselors, so we need right. to, see, to see clients, but also figuring out what the connection is, what the, mm-hmm. like, if there's a misstep, if if clients don't feel connected for some reason. I had a interesting experience. It just went on for a short time. She was someone that transferred to me. So she came from another supervisor, but it was because she changed jobs. And so at her prior job, she had a supervisor on site that she saw mm-hmm. for all of her hours and those things. And then she came to me. And after about a month of working together, I kind of was like, okay, wait, you have this new person coming in, but what happened to you? And I'd like follow back on other clients. She's like, oh, I already saw them three times. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> oh, okay. You saw them three times. Great. But what happened to them? You know, yeah, yeah. but in where she was working before, there was a limit on how many times people could come. Oh. And so she got very, very good at case management. Very, right. very good at like assessing. Putting out fire. Right. That's all she really had done as far as the yeah. counseling side of it. So seeing someone for three or four times for her was like what she was allowed. Like that was a lot. So it was yeah. a very different shift for her to come in and be like, oh, like these bigger, deeper issues. Like, yeah, we're not going to solve the world in three sessions. We might be able to help them navigate some things. But it was a shift for her to figure that out. Mm-hmm. That was a big like they actually yeah, we continue, continue to come yeah. back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you think wondering why? I mean, it would be nice to have an answer. Can you imagine a situation where you would be able to ask why? Have you, would you ever or have you mm. ever gone back to a client or supervisee and asked for feedback and said, what happened? Can you, th- you imagine yeah. that that would ever be appropriate? I'm not sure. I guess if I had a client all, and I haven't had this experience, but if somebody all of a sudden who is a consistent client just kind of in the middle of their treatment just stopped and I didn't hear from them, I, I would call and check on them. And I think that is something, even supervisee, I mean, I think I've talked about that in supervision, but also like, I think you need to know, like, you should have an idea first in your head before you call them, because what are you walking into? Like, how was that last session you had with them? Did something yeah. else happen in their world? Well, is that us protecting ourselves? Why do we need to have... Why do we need that closure? Why can't we just be okay? Well, that they don't... <laughs> well, yes, partly. But also, why do we need to know what they're going to say before we ask them? It's true. I think that is... Because what if we... I mean... Right. That ha- I think in sessions, even when you expect mm-hmm. them to come back, they could say something that... Right. You definitely did not expect. Right. I asked you the question, but I'm wondering, too. I'm trying to imagine a situation where I would mm-hmm. have a window to ask somebody for that kind of feedback. Maybe if it's been a while. Maybe. I supervised someone. Maybe this was, maybe it sh- I worked with her five years ago-ish. And we didn't work together too long. And both of our jobs changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I, if I remember right, I, that's how I remember it ending. Um, but we now have occasion where we run into each other, and I could imagine asking her new for right. feedback. Like, I don't know that I would have wanted to, or it would have been the right timing for her mm-hmm. if I had asked right then. Right. But maybe been, no. Maybe now you're more. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that seems less appropriate with a with a client. Right. It's a little different in a working situation, mm-hmm. but. You'd see that. But maybe if you did somehow run into that person and they approached you, mm-hmm. what about if you had a, I mean, in that situation or that example, I think she and I parted ways in a pretty positive way. Mm-hmm. What if it's someone that you didn't part ways with in a, in a positive way? 
Yeah, I don't know that I'd ask. I think I'd know that it was a negative experience. And unless there was something that I really needed to know, a self-evaluation thing, right? Like I really yeah. needed to know like what happened or what did I do that triggered something or whatever. Yeah. Like then I don't think I would ask. I would see it as a, it was a negative interaction for whatever reason. Lots of, I mean, there could be lots of variables to that. Yeah. So. Now I do think that, and this has happened, I think it's really a positive thing and a strength if a supervisee comes back to me and asks me for feedback. Yes, I think that's very strong. Regardless of right. how we parted, you know, right. if, it was, if we said goodbye to each other because they finished their hours mm -hmm. or we said goodbye to each other because of a job change or if we said bye to each other because of a disagreement. Right. I'm kind of curious. I, I'm Maybe I should do it on purpose. I'm curious to know of the people I've supervised who have different backgrounds than I do, if they felt like I was inclusive or... That's... In, yeah. I'd, I'm curious. Yeah, and that's great. That's a great uh, reflection. Of all the people that I've supervised and people who I think have backgrounds different than mine, we did not all say goodbye to each other in a positive way. So it would be mixed. Right. It would be a mixed The feedback back. would be... Interesting. Mixed. Maybe, maybe about that specific topic, but their experience overall might, might not all be positive. Right. In an agency, if you work for an agency, they might ask feedback of clients mm -hmm. and you might actually get it. One agency I worked at before I was a supervisor, just as a regular counselor, they did do that. Mm -hmm. After their time was over, they would send out a survey and not immediately following, but, you know, within six months or something yeah, and yeah. ask about it. Their survey was very like, you know, on a scale of one to five. Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. So it's all subjective. And there was an area where people could write feedback. And I was always intrigued to see the responses, but there were other counselors I worked to for is like, I'm not opening that envelope. Oh, and I was like, I, oh, I'm kind of, I want to know. Like, I always wanted to know what they're, or like, if my impressions were the same as, like, I always wanted to know after the fact. I mean, we're not going to see them anymore. They've mm -hmm. moved on. But yeah. like, I always thought it was intriguing. I mean, treatment facilities now are required in the United States to have outcome measures. Mm -hmm. So out the part of that often right. is you know, asking was about their... successful? Yeah. Did you think it was successful? Mm -hmm. But the agencies that I've worked for that are required to do that, so they're mm -hmm. giving this out to their clients, is it's really self-serving. Right. <laughs> uh, so they, like, the six-month mm -hmm. idea. Mm -hmm. we, I mean, we, we talked a lot about that. Six months because if they're upset about something by the, now, they've cooled off. Right. But if there was something positive, they maybe still remember it. Correct. If we give it to them right as they're leaving, then, you know, that might affect their opinion. So that kind of felt like mm -hmm. not really actually looking for honest feedback, but checking a box right. and also trying to make the treatment center look good. Right. Just to get enough good reviews or enough yeah. good whatever. Yeah. The second point in our article is working through the loss. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? How do you help your supervisor supervisees do that? I like to do a lot of like inner like inner perspective and getting your thoughts on it because this was a relationship. Mm -hmm. Yes, a certain certain relationship with certain parameters, but a loss is a loss, mm -hmm. right? It's very different to lose a client just because they don't want to come back than it is to lose a client because they've passed away or to walk with someone else through grief. I had a supervisor or supervisee that lost their grandfather during the time I was supervising and their grandfather was really a big person in their life. So that mm -hmm. was another, I mean, it's it's all kind of on a spectrum of what you're dealing with, mm -hmm. but looking at and going, okay, so what, who were they? Do you, you know, tell me about them, kind of getting them to talk about them, mm -hmm. but then also like, how do they impact your world? 
Like, what did you learn from them? Even though they might have been your client or your supervisee, what did you gain? Mm -hmm. What were the reflections? I mean, I know that one thing that we both do is that we talk to each other about it. Oh, yeah, we do have Mm -hmm. colleagues that you can talk to and have Mm -hmm. people. So we talk about, I mean, both, I think, clients Mm -hmm. and supervisees when they leave or we lose them in some way. I think for myself, and then I try and encourage my supervisees to do this. Some of them look at me like I'm goofy. I'll do things like a sand tray Mm -hmm. or write something or draw something, something kind of expressive or creative. Sometimes I I might go like for a walk somewhere, not just like around my office because that's a parking lot but (laughs) But somewhere you know so and and even in my head have a conversation with the Mm -hmm. person Mm -hmm. and i I encourage my supervisees to do those same kinds of things to think through saying goodbye to somebody losing Mm -hmm. something i even think working through loss as a counselor to me has meant losing the idea of a job or a yeah. situation that, you know, like you expect or you think that you're going to be able to do something mm-hmm. or that the job that you've taken is going to be something that you're looking for and then right. it, it, it doesn't pan out. Right. I feel like recently I had a supervisee that felt this way about her experience at the end of school and gaining her hours mm. that she just pictured it differently. Right. Oh, how about related to COVID? Mm-hmm. All of the supervisees you and I have had yes. that finished school about the time that COVID was starting, right. they had, some of them, not all of them, had a picture in their mind of their counseling office mm-hmm. with a chair right. and a light and a right. place for a little coffee mug or something. And they all found themselves working from home. Right. And trying to figure out how not only to be a counselor, but how to be a counselor on- online virtually and like do it in a right. different way than school ever taught. Sure. <laughs> like all the play therapists right. went, oh my gosh. What do I do with this? Second work. Um, So even losing Mm -hmm. something like that. Okay, our last point in our article this week is quelling negative thoughts. Mm -hmm. Second guessing. Mm -hmm. Did I do that wrong? Did I do it right? Did I... Getting lost in what ifs. Right. Mm -hmm. I had a client, this is not really a supervisee thing, but she really struggled with addiction on and off through the time that I knew her. And she would get on these places where she made these great plans and we did great things and she'd make such like strides in therapy and then addiction would take over and we'd go backwards. But really just in in that mindset of like, did I do everything I could have done for this client? Mm -hmm. Like what did, what was her strides? Like how could I make them last longer than just a week and a half? Mm -hmm. You know, how could I, you know, but that was just part of her process and Mm -hmm. part of where she was at in life. And that was one of those things I think always kind of like double checking myself like Mm -hmm. was i doing every single thing i could have done yes i think i get bogged down in that Mm -hmm. before that's what got us bummed out before we started we real we started brainstorming and realizing we have too many examples between the two of us of clients that didn't just quit scheduling but we lost them in some way Mm -hmm. i feel i think you've lost a client in the last couple of years yep I think the clients that I've lost to death, there was always a good amount of space between the last time I saw them and Mm. when they died. Mm -hmm. But it still felt like, and not all of them, not all of the clients that I'm aware of that have died that I had, was it related to our counseling? But some of them, some of them were. Yeah, that one in particular that was struggling with addiction, that one probably hit me the hardest because it was out of the blue and unexpected. Mm -hmm. And even though, 
Looking back, you probably could have had some kind of insights on how bad her body physically was deteriorating. So Mm -hmm. part of it makes sense. But because it was such a shock, like I took when I found out I took the rest of the day off work because there was my brain was not I there were I had a full slate that day and there was no way I could get out of my headspace. Things like that. It all the I mean, this is a whole nother podcast, but to go to the funeral, to not go to the funeral. Yeah. Like to, you know, all those like like sides and and then the process for me, like I knew I had a relationship with her and it was disrupted. And Mm -hmm. what do I do for me to get better? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it kind of circles back around to all those things. Yeah. I think now when, and this is reflection over, I don't know, it's probably been 18 months, I think, but like it's reflection now. Like now when I think about it, I'm in such a different spot because it it is grief, right? I mean, grief is not, it doesn't just come and go. It's there. And I think now it's a very different, like I'm like able to appreciate things a little differently. Hmm. Able to see something that reminds me of her and go, oh, okay. Like that's a a positive. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. probably the thing that weighs on me is that so many of my clients are kids. Yeah. Oh, you don't get the closure to know what happens when they're 15. you know? Part, yeah, partly. I well, but then when I have a client that dies, it means that they were young. They were young. Mm-hmm. I do, though. Like you're talking about new perspective or how you think about it, I think mm-hmm. helps me to quell some of the right. negative thoughts. I had a client a long time ago that ultimately died of her eating disorder, and her family is really involved and active, mm-hmm. and. We don't stay in close communication, but we know each other. Right. And they celebrate her birthday every year. Mm-hmm. And I get an invite, not a formal one, but I'm included on the invite. Right. <laughs> and um, I've stuffed by a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And it does help me to have new perspective or right. different perspective that yeah. not on my relationship with her, but on her life mm-hmm. and what it meant. Right. And so I think that that helps. Again, I think I, I think you and I are saying to each other again that it, for us, it means reaching out to other people or right. connecting to other people, relating to other people mm-hmm. within that grief mm-hmm. that helps us to move move through it and not get stuck on the negative thoughts. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the important part is you're going to have them in any kind of grief process, especially if you've mm-hmm. lost a patient to death, but it's working through the like pieces of it for your own well-being mm-hmm. and, and being able to have that reflection. Mm-hmm. Well, Heather and I would love to know how you handle loss within your own counseling practice. I think we said we were going to head off and get a, ice cream, some ice cream or something, something to end the day. <laughs> um, but thanks to li- listening to Supervision with a Vision. You've been listening to Supervision with a Vision. Head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Therapy Academy to join the conversation and get show notes. We'll be back next week with more Supervision with a Vision.